Hello and welcome to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. Today's episode is going to be on goal setting and how to actually plan your week, your calendar, your schedule to start making progress towards your goals. If you're like me, you've definitely had periods where you have all these big goals and you know what you want to do, you know what you have to do, but you struggle to actually get it done. And so I will caveat this by saying I firmly believe that there's not one way for success. There's no one right or wrong way to do things. However, this is a method that has worked for me, has worked for my clients, and I want to share it with you guys. So with that, let's dive right in. So the first thing I want to talk about, we are going to get to how to actually plan everything out and put it in your calendar in a way that should hopefully work for you, especially if you're someone who struggles with perfectionist tendencies. But before that, I do want to have a quick note on goal setting, especially coming out of last week's episode. And if you're listening to this right when it comes out, it will be right before October 1st, right before the last, you know, three months of the year. So a perfect time to really go all in on your goals, right? Really try to finish the year out strong. I know that's what I'm doing. My clients are doing, my friends and I are doing really challenging us to push ourselves to achieve these big goals by the end of the year. Some of these are goals that we set for ourselves back in January. Some of these are fresh new goals that, you know, life changes, you know, in the first three quarters of the year. And so I do want to, you know, encourage you if you're listening to this to, you know, think about a goal that you might've set before, or if you don't have one to set a new goal now, set a goal for the next three months. And regardless of when you hear this, right, you, you can do this at any time. Do not go into perfectionist all or nothing. It has to be on the first of the month, or, you know, I have to start in January or whatever it is, right? You're only going to procrastinate on your goals. I know I've already talked about that in other episodes, so I won't go into it, but I want to encourage you guys to start. And so the first thing I want to say with goal setting, as you pick your goal, right? If you listened to last week's episode, you probably have a goal in mind. And if you don't, pause this episode, think about something that you would like to accomplish by the end of the year over the next three months or so. And again, make it something that's attainable, sure, but like slightly outside of your comfort zone comfort zone, right? As perfectionists, we tend to lower our goals because then we feel like we're going to achieve them and we'll feel good about ourselves. But when we're not stretching ourselves, we're not growing. And so I encourage you to pick a goal that slightly scares you, right? If you think, for example, that you can easily make $10,000 in your business over the next three months, that's like pretty comfortable for you. Then I want to challenge you to instead make your goal $15,000, right? whatever that looks like for you. So the first thing, set a goal, make it a little bit scary. The purpose of this episode, let's do a goal that, you know, we're going to achieve by January 1st uh, or December 31st, however you want to think about it. Um, But then from there, right, 
again, going to go into the planning, but I think the first thing that I see people do with goal setting that I used to do myself, but it actually, when I took a step back and thought about it, it makes no sense is that we have these goals and then we like divide them by three. Well, in this case, because we're doing it over a three month period, but they'll divide it over the period of time through which they want to achieve it. And then just do make that their monthly goal, right? Because the first step with goal setting is to create milestones, right? Um, so let, let's just talk about if you want to become a, a coach, an online coach, you want to start signing coaching clients. Cause I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast, that is what you want to do. Right. And so let's say your goal is by the end of the year, Victoria, I want to sign six new clients to my coaching business. So what people will often do is, okay, so I have October, November, December, six new clients. I'll get two in October, two in November and two in December. Again, I used to do this, but let's take a step back and talk about why this doesn't actually make sense, right? That is the same amount of like work and knowledge you need for each month. But when you start anything new, there's a learning curve, right? And so really how it makes more sense to start structuring your goals is that it's gradual, right? So you can still achieve those six months, those six clients, whatever your end goal is. But as you put your milestones for each month, for the end of October, the end of November, the end of December, I want you to do it in a gradual way, right? Start off small and build from there. If you were to go to the gym, you would just not start lifting a hundred pounds. You would start at 25 and then move to 50 and then 75 and so on, right? And so what this would look like in the example of, okay, I want to sign 16 clients by the end of the year. Okay. In October, I'm going to sign one client, right? November, I'm going to sign two clients. And in December, I'm going to sign three clients, right? So each month it goes up one, two, three. But when you total those all out, all out, it gets to six clients. And the reason for that is just you're going to, in this example, right, learn how to do things better. You're going to be more efficiently. You're going to be able to take more things on. So it makes sense that you're going to be able to achieve more once you have done it the first time, right? So that's the first step. Before we get into the planning, have your goal. All right, that's step one. Step two, evaluate your goal. And if it's not something that scares you a little bit, I encourage you to up it and make it a little bit scary. Number three is using your goal, create three milestones. If you're doing this with me for the three months and make sure those milestones are gradual, whatever it is, right? If it's, you know, making money, make the amount of money you make each month, you know, go up gradually. If it is, you know, posting, a certain amount on social media, start small, right? Start with, I'm going to show up on Instagram once a week, then twice a week, then three times a week, whatever it is, right? Make it gradual. That is how we work as humans. And that's why we want our goals and our calendar to reflect that as well. So now that you have all of your goals set out, your milestones ready, let's talk about planning, right? Um, here's here's the thing with planning with perfectionists, especially we tend to have these long unstructured to-do lists, right? We just like a huge list. Even half the time, we don't even have a list. It's just floating around in our head and we get very, very overwhelmed. Then we may not do anything because we're just so overwhelmed. We end up doing nothing, right? How many times have you had a day where you simultaneously were stressed out the entire time, but also accomplished nothing? right? And then you weren't even rested. It wasn't even like, okay, I didn't accomplish anything today, but I feel really well rested. I just watched TV and relax. It's like you were stressed all day and you have nothing to show for it, right? I'm telling you long unstructured to-do lists have, have a lot to do with this. Um, 
And so I'm going to take you again through the process that I have and I work with a lot of my clients on for planning. I encourage you guys to try it and really try it and see if it works for you. Again, even planning is a progress, right? It's a work in progress. So try for like at least two weeks, give it an honest try. And if it doesn't work, that's fine for you, but make sure you're giving it an honest try because I really have seen this help me a lot and my clients a lot. So I have faith that it will help you guys too. So step one in the planning process is to write every single thing that you have to do down. This isn't just as it relates to your goals, although it will include that as well, but it's literally every single thing that you have to do. And I want you to put a timer for five minutes and like really just with a pen and paper, everything and ask yourself what else, right? What else am I forgetting? What am I not thinking of until everything is out of your head and onto that piece of paper? Now you might look at that piece of paper or two or three pieces of paper and feel a little overwhelmed and that's okay. That's part of this, right? Do not worry. And there's no, I should or shouldn't include it. Anything that you can think of goes on this piece of paper. Okay. Number two, I want you to take a highlighter or a marker or something. And I want you to either highlight or circle or underlining the items on that list that are needle moving activities. A needle moving activity is, is an activity that is going to directly relate to your big goals. So let's use the example of signing clients, right? A needle moving activity would be getting on sales calls or selling your program on Instagram, right? A needle moving activity isn't things like design my website, even though designing your website can indirectly help you do that. I understand, but it's the things that are really, really directly related to the ultimate goal. And if you're not sure what your needle movers are, think about the items on that to-do list that you quite frankly don't want to do because it's the activities that we have the most resistant to are generally the ones that don't get done because those are the ones that are going to incite change and they bring up fears and doubts and insecurities, especially if you are um, doing this in the context of running a business and making money, your needle moving activities are the revenue generating activities, right? And so I want you to go through this list and think about, you know, which ones are the needle moving activities. And another thing is what happens if that activity does not happen? Like if you don't get that done, what is the result of that? If you not getting this activity done results in you not getting your goal, that is a needle moving activity. You have to be really, really honest. I don't want you to highlight just every single task that you enjoy. It's really the ones that are the most important. Okay. So the next step after that is to eliminate, delegate, and automate as many tasks as you can. So I want you to eliminate as many to-do list items as possible. How many are these, how many do you have on your list or things that don't really actually have to get done? Is there something else you can do instead? Maybe there's an activity that's a two for one, right? You can, you know, do something else and it, you know, takes the place of the other one, right? I really want you to like, look at your list and say, what can I just delete? I don't actually have to do this. It's just me, my perfectionism sneaking in there. Me, people saying I should be doing that or me shooting on myself, right? 
what can you reasonably eliminate and do that? The next, I want you to delegate. So delegate as many to-do lists on that list as possible. These aren't the highlighted ones, but they're, you know, the rest. So for example, delegating can be to someone else that you know, right? If you have a roommate or are in a relationship, can they, for example, go get groceries or pick them up for you and you can just pay them back, right? So that you don't have to spend two hours by the time you drive to the grocery store, come back, unpack all of those things, right? Can you delegate to um, someone else in terms of your business? Can you hire someone, right? Maybe you hire a virtual assistant, a social media manager, things of that nature so that you do not have to be the ones doing them, right? Or can you delegate to yourself, but in the future, right? I am the one who has to get this done, but it's not top priority right now. So therefore, Victoria in three months from now is going to do this, right? So give it to Victoria, but in three months. And then that way, at least, you know that this item is taken care of, but it's not a priority right now. And this really helps because a lot of our stress and overwhelm from planning and our to-do list has to deal with the fact that we have not even that much on our calendars, but the way that we have it planned for, right? Like even if you have a lot of stuff on your calendar that you have to get done, if you know when you're going to do it and how you're going to get it done, you're not stressed about it because there's a plan for it. But it's when you have all of these things circling around in your head and it feels really overwhelming and you just don't know how you're going to get it done. There's no plan in place. That's where the stress comes in, right? Like I can't tell you how many times I have a lot that I have to do as a business owner, especially if you guys are also business owners, like you understand competing priorities. It it can be a lot, right? So for me, it's like client work, content creation, writing my book, like public speaking, like doing all of these different things and managing it. And it's okay. Like every single time I have a plan in place where it's like, I know I have 50 things to do, but I have a time and a place and location to do each of those things. I don't feel stressed. It's when I have all of these things I have to get done and I don't know when, where, or how I'm going to get them done. And that's the whole point of this. I know I'm going on a tangent. I probably should have said this in the beginning, but that's the point of this. It's understanding how, when, and where you're going to get all this done so that you're not overwhelmed. And when you're not overwhelmed and there's a clear plan in place, all you have to do is show up and follow directions. And I know you can do that because perfectionists, we are stars at showing up and following directions. It's the ambiguity that screws with us. It's the, you know what I mean? It's not knowing where to start or what to do. Unstructured to-do list, that's very hard to also be accountable. So we're going to get into all of that later, but um, you know, the more structured this is, the more freedom you're going to have. And I know that's very counterintuitive, right? I know so many people who are like, well, I just want to wake up and see how I'm feeling and then work on that. And admittedly, I was that person for myself. And if you're someone and that legitimately works for you, great. Again, no one way for success. However, however, most perfectionists and most people I know, we want to be that person. We want to be the person who's like, I'm going to wake up and see how I'm feeling and then do that. And then you want to know what happens? Most of us, we don't get it done because that's just not how things really work for us. That's not a bad thing. It's just recognizing if you've been trying this thing where it's like, I'm going to see when I'm in the mood to work on this day. Like, does it work? Do you actually get your work done? If yes, keep doing you. Like, great. Don't fix what's not broke. However, if you're like, well, I just want to see how I'm feeling. And then you look back and on the last three, six, 12, however months you've made no progress on your goals. That was me. So literally no shame in the game. Like I get it. I tried to do that. I saw minimal progress while I was doing that. Right. This is just my whole life, not just as an entrepreneur. 
And I want to challenge you to put the schedule into place, especially when you want to do things like working for yourself and you're not um, accountable to other people, you need to be accountable to yourself. And how can you do that? It's by creating constraint and structure in your calendar. And the first step is getting clear on what is actually a priority. I think we have completely as a society just decided everything is a priority. And like, that makes no sense. Like what is the definition of a priority? If everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority. And I'm not saying these things aren't important and they don't have to get done, but like ask yourself, what's a priority? You cannot have 10 priorities. They are no longer like, that's not a priority. (laughs) So you really need to think about, especially with these like needle moving activities, what is the priority? And um, I want to bring this to your attention again, and it's different for everyone and it's different for everyone's business, but um, you know, there's a rule that states, you know, most of your results, it's like 80% of your results will come come from 20% of your effort, right? So it's like most of the results people get in their business is from a small piece of work that they're doing because they waste so much time doing activities that don't actually matter or drive revenue to their business. And that's where I'm going with this whole needle moving activity thing. It's challenging you to identify the actions that are actually going to create impact and income in your business. And it's a lot easier said than done. Like people aren't purposely spending time on the wrong things. Like if everyone knew the 20% of things that they had to do to get most of their results, they would just spend time on those because they're hidden and they're not obvious. And we think it's one thing and often it's not. It's not. So, um, and we have our own blinders on and biases and the fears and doubts and insecurities come in and our, you know, like our subconscious, you know, comes in because it doesn't want us to succeed in some levels because of fears of success, like all of these things. But all that to say, really, as you're going through this, like really be honest with yourself of what's a priority. You're probably not going to like it probably not going to want to do that activity. And you're probably not going to want to admit that some of these things on your list, just quite frankly, are not priorities, Um, but they're not. And the sooner and more honest you can be with yourself, the better, because you're going to get more results and you're going to be less stressed because you have less on your plate. But it's hard to cross those things off and be like, I'm just not going to do these because we have the perfectionist tendencies and we want to check all of the boxes and be able to say we did everything 100%, not realizing that like half, aka more of that is just stuff that's meaningless anyway. So anyway, once you have all your list, you write everything down, you highlight the needle movers, you eliminate, you delegate, you automate, systematize as much as possible. Now it's time to break out your schedule. Now here's a mistake I see most people see. Uh, I see most people doing, and I did this also myself, is we're really good at planning for things that we have, like meetings or even writing in our goals, things like that. And we forget basic human needs like feeding ourselves or going to the gym or resting because, hey, perfectionist people, we do need rest. Rest is productive because if you don't rest, then you're always going to be operating on low battery. And if you think about even your phone or your laptop, when it's on like 3% battery, it starts crapping out. Like it starts moving slow. It's annoying, like things like that, right? That is what your brain is doing. And so when you find yourself constantly being distracted, constantly procrastinating, all of these things, you can't actually be productive. It often could be a sign that you're not well rested. So as you schedule in all of your commitments, 
Also, please, 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 pretty please, with the cherry on top, schedule clean rest. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on the importance of that, importance of that, like, right? Just like resting, not like doing work, aka cleaning your house. Like, no, just general resting. Like, errands, not rest, just pure rest. So, schedule that in. So, schedule in any like human commitments that you have food, rest, et cetera, work meetings, appointments anything like that. And then, okay, I want you to schedule in the needle moving activities for your goals as an outcome. And I want you to schedule it for a specific time in a specific place. Okay. So what do I mean by this? When things are ambiguous, aka post on Instagram, We need it to be very black and white to know and understand for ourselves, we are either achieving this or we we are not. We are either doing this or not. It is black and white. When you say work on Instagram and it's Monday and you have to work on Instagram by Friday, you're like, okay, at some point I'll do it. And then what happens? First of all, what does work on Instagram mean? Uh, what What does that mean? Like literally, I have no idea. That could be post an Instagram story, that could be, think of a caption, that could be comment on people's posts. Like what does work on Instagram mean, A? And then B, when you don't have a set time or location, you end up just like pushing it off because you're like, oh, like I'll just do it. I just have to get it done by the end of the week. And then it never gets done, right? So we want to be really specific so that it's an indication in our brains that, hey, Victoria, you're not actually doing this because you said, you know, working on Instagram, you know, you were going to work on it from, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Tuesday, and it is 8 a.m. on Tuesday, and you're still in your bed, right? We want that level of clarity. We want that like black and whiteness of it, right? And what I mean by schedule, um, you know, write it down as an outcome and not an activity is, again, instead of I'm going to work on Instagram, I want it to be I will write three Instagram captions from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Tuesday at my desk. Do you see the difference between work on Instagram and I'm going to write three Instagram captions from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Tuesday at my desk? By knowing what you're going to accomplish, three Instagram captions, when you're going to accomplish it, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Tuesday, and where you're going to do it at my desk, very, very black and white between I'm either doing it or I'm not. And that's what we need so that we don't eventually just keep pushing it off and pushing it off. And inevitably, it doesn't happen. And then it stays on our to-do list to the next week. And then that contributes to all of our overwhelm, right? So I want you to schedule everything out there as clear as possible. And you can break this down into subsets. So like work on Instagram, like create a block of time. I'm going to write three Instagram captions from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then I'm going to create three pictures for those Instagram captions from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Do smaller chunks. So that A, it's more achievable, it's less overwhelming, B, and then C, if you guys have ever heard of Parkinson's law, it's the idea that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So the less time you have available, the more you're going to get done in that time, and also the less opportunity you'll have for procrastination and distractions, right? If you give yourself three hours to work on Instagram captions, it's going to take you three hours to work on Instagram captions. If you give yourself one hour and you actually stick to that, then you're going to have to figure out a way to make it happen in one hour. 
think back to every single time that you have procrastinated, whether it's in high school or whatever, your back was to the wall, you had a little bit of time and you just forced yourself to get it done, right? Because you didn't have time to sit there and overthink. You didn't have time to sit there and procrastinate. You didn't have time to sit there and scroll on your phone because you only had an hour and you had to get it done. You have to recreate that, that environment. If that's what has worked for you in the past, of course, here, and this is how you do it in a healthier way by giving yourself a time, but holding yourself accountable to that being in integrity with yourself, which means you say you're going to do something and you do it. And then that's how you get it done. Okay. So now once you have everything planned out in your schedule, now I want you to take a look and review your commitments, your schedule, and do a little bit of risk mitigation. And by that, I mean, ask yourself, you know, what can you anticipate that might throw you off from finishing these needle moving tasks? How can you avoid that? Or what is an action plan that you can take if that arises, right? I think perfectionists get really thrown off because we want things to be a certain way and we want, you know, just to work on it from eight to 9 a.m. and do all these things. But, you know, inevitably, if not this week, it's going to be next. Life gets in the way, right? And so it's not that, you know, your schedule isn't going to be perfect. Things are going to move and change. But how can you avoid things that commonly come up, right? If you know you're likely to experience a certain issue on the road to success, like what is that and how can you account for it, right? Um, planning ahead can really happen. And again, there's the balance between, yeah, we can't often, we can't always anticipate everything that happens in life, but often what happens is we get in our own way using the same self-sabotaging behavior. So it's less of, hey, this thing in life came up and I couldn't get my work done versus, hey, again, I procrastinated and I just felt so you know, distracted that I didn't do it. And it's like, okay, well, how, how can we, you know, avoid that? And then also with the risk mitigation, just also just, you know, review it in general after the first week that you do this, remember it's a work in progress, right? You're taking your first step. Like you don't know how long things are going to take. And I get that, but just take a guess and try, right. And then stick to it, try your best, see what works. And if things don't work, right? Oh, I actually need two hours for that activity, even though I understand the Parkinson's law thing. Like I actually need two hours. Great. Next week, when you schedule time for Instagram captions, put in two hours, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, but you need to start somewhere to then course correct along the way, right? You need to take that first shot. And then from there, you can figure out, oh, I need to do a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that, whatever it ends up being. But the point of all of this is to get started. So biggest takeaways from today's episode, because I know I went through a lot pretty quickly. So number one, in terms of goal setting, set your goals, make them scary and make them, you know, gradually increase over the time period. Don't just like evenly distribute them unless that actually makes sense for your goal. But in most cases, remember you're working towards something. So think about it like climbing the stairs, you're going to take one step, then two steps, then three. Okay. Planning, write down everything you have to do, figure out what the most important things are in that list, then figure out, you know, account for them, right? Take away anything that isn't actually necessary. What can you systematize and automate so that you don't have to spend time doing it? What can you tell someone else to do so that you don't have to take care of it? Then anything that you have to get done, schedule it. And when you schedule it, make it clear. Write down exactly what you're going to do as an outcome, not a task, right? Not work on Instagram. That's a task, outcome. I'm going to have 
three Instagram captions. So it's black and white at the end of the hour or however long you, you know, commit to yourself, you should have a finished pro- product and you will know what that is, right? Work on Instagram. You could have just scrolled on Instagram for an hour. Did you technically do it? Yeah. You know, making it black and white. What are you going to do? What's the end goal of that time period? When are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? Very, very clear. And then review your plan. Think about it. Make sure you've accounted for things like eating and sleeping and resting. Figure out a risk mitigation plan. If things often come up, how can you maybe avoid that? Or what are you going to do in the case that it does? And then after the first week that you do this, look at your schedule. What worked for you? What didn't? What do you have to course correct along the way to make it work for you this time? Right? I hope that helps. Let me know your thoughts. As always, if you liked this podcast, I would love, love, love if you left me a rating and review on iTunes. I appreciate it so much. And with that, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.